You're listening to Screening in Kingston right here on CFRC. Don't forget that right now is the CFRC funding drive. For all the information on how you can contribute to your local radio station, visit CFRC.ca. Without help from people just like you, great programming like Screening in Kingston wouldn't be here. We know times are hard right now, but every little bit helps. Visit CFRC.ca to participate in this year's funding drive for some great prizes and so much more. And now, Screening in Kingston. Welcome, everybody, to the first week of our third ever movie club. We're, we made it. I like to say that. We made it. We're here. Um, we have a lot more people here, though, than usual. So uh, let's just go around and everyone just say hi. So who do we have here? Nicole, your TIFF correspondent. Very good. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Tyler, your Star Trek correspondent. And I'm Taylor, the person you love to hate every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're joined by our TIFF correspondent, Nicole, our Star Trek correspondent, Tyler, and uh, Taylor, who you Your most you know hated host. Okay, you're not, you're, you're not the most... I, Did something people, happen recently? <laughs> well, people, you know, people have written in, um, but as, as we've kind of told our fans, we're going to do a mailbag episode at the end of the movie club because we want to focus each week on just the movie club. So we're not going to do normal fan questions. Yes, there's been some people writing in about some comments Taylor's made recently <laughs> on episodes. So we're pushing it to the end. And in December, we're basically going to have a what have you done, Taylor episode. And we're just going to read the comments to her. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and I cry on air. Oh, that's, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess that's what we're going to do. Yeah, uh, I was telling Taylor and Nicole about that before you, you arrived, Tyler, because again, behind the scenes, Tyler just literally got out of the subway uh, and joined us. We know you're often trapped down there, but we're, we're all wondering, so you go into work then, like you're, you're, you're work, not working from home anymore? Yeah, that's right. I'm uh, currently doing the evening shift in the labs, which means that the day starts anywhere between 11 and 3 and ends anywhere between 7 and midnight. Oh my god. Uh, um, so the sub, like taking the subway uh, at those times is not actually as bad as it would be otherwise. Um, so I haven't been trapped on the subway too frequently of late. But still, even when you're not trapped on the subway, you still kind of feel like you're trapped on the subway. Do you get permission <laughs> like to leave early, Tyler? Like, are you taking, are you playing hooky right now to be on the show? Uh, well, we're in a state right now where it's like you really only come into the lab when you have stuff you need to do. So there's no one there, like, kind of waiting to clock you in and out. We're not like the sheepdogs from Bugs Bunny that are just like coming and like, <laughs> like snapping the time card on our way out. But. There is a chance that if my boss were to hear this, I might get a like a, a strongly worded email of a like, maybe next time, virtually. don't announce to the whole world that you're not in the lab when you're supposed to be. <laughs> for, yeah. for the record, remember, my name is Tyler Bantz, spelled with a Bantz, B. Bantz, right. Tyler, Tyler Bantz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, thank you to, to Nicole and Tyler for being here. It's really great to have both of you here for this. Um, I hope you're, you're here to have a lot of fun, because if, if the first three minutes of this episode's any indication, I think our conversation could go anywhere. It's going to be amazing. I'm oh, yeah. Very fast. <laughs> um, just so our fans know, we probably won't be talking too much about TIFF or Star Trek uh, today or for the next month because we're diving into this movie club. So uh, we kind of get to see Nicole and Tyler's, I don't know, your your other side. Well, I guess the kind of fits for TIFF, though, Nicole. I'm sure there's quite a few experimental films like like these ones that, that come to TIFF. Oh, yeah. I saw this one at TIFF when it premiered, actually. So well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So we will. We'll, we'll cut it. But we promise, because our fans were a little sick of all the Star Trek talk, minimal Star Trek talk for the next month. You okay <laughs> with that, Tyler? We're going to have to do that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah, how this is going to work, uh, all four of us will be joining uh, you this week. And we hope that all of you listening have been watching uh, the films with us each week. We're going to talk about Under the Skin this week. Uh, every week is a new film. It's it's either experimental or art house or something that certainly I would never watch uh, unless forced to. Um, but Nicole and Tyler, we've invited them here because they love this type of 
these types of films for the most part. Um, so we, we're, we're kind of going to see what happens here. People team up. Who likes it? Who doesn't? I think it's going to be really exciting. Tyler might be on his own. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm ready for that. Don't worry. I feel much like a defense lawyer who shows up to a case that he knows he can't win, but he's still passionate because he knows his client is innocent. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad you're prepared. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. <laughs> but anything goes. So who knows what will come next week, right? Right. Well, no. that's the thing. Each week's different, and each of us have selected one of the movies for each week. So this week, if you haven't been able to figure it out, Tyler picked the movie. Um, and uh, it's, it's a, I would say, I don't know, what, before we get into our thoughts, and we're, we're going to hear from Tyler in a second, would everyone agree who, who knows uh, Tyler just as a, a, as a film person, this is a very Tyler Vance movie, I would say. I feel like, Tyler, I had... I just thought you were better than this. I just because <laughs> originally we it was going to kind of be um, Nicole and Tyler versus Taylor and Mike, but um, Tyler ruined it. I'm just yeah. Just <laughs> Tyler and Nicole did not strategize pre movie selection, um, so we will we'll see we'll see how this unfolds. We'll see. Um, I wonder if we're going to have like a point system, Mike, like, is it going to be like, you know, one point for Taylor and Mike and one point for Nicole or Tyler or like a point for experimental film? I mean, obviously this episode, no points to experimental film, (laughs) but I wonder how at the end, if we'll, we'll, maybe we'll have a fan write in and give us what they think, how we should... Well, we did, have, we did have our fans vote um, each week. They do give us their ratings, so they, there is a little bit of vote in there. So we might be able to get sort of a point system out of that. We'll see how they vote, how they felt about the movie. But Taylor, you know how screening in Kingston works. We can do whatever. We don't, we don't plan the, this out. We just <laughs> do. True. If you want to have a point system, we have a point system. It could be whatever. A and thousand if, points to Taylor for suggesting a point system. There you go. And if system. the point system changes next week, so be it. And it changes. Yeah, <laughs> it changes. Um, but again, just so to remind people, um, fans, you can still write in if you're part of the movie club. And if you have feedbacks, so we, we do have some people who wrote in today. But even if you don't feel comfortable writing in, because we know there's a lot of you who signed up for the club who didn't write in still be sure to vote just give the vote on if you thought it was a see it a stream it an airplane it it'll it'll tell us kind of what you were thinking in general and if it aligns with what we were thinking um but without any further ado um (laughs) i'm gonna hand things off to tyler and let's uh hear from him tyler why did you pick this film and give us just your general thoughts on what you think and then we'll just start uh, chatting okay well once again, thank you very much for having me on here. Sorry that I've already ruined it. I'm going <laughs> to pick myself up off the ground from those first initial blows and sit back down and uh, maybe introduce the fact that I seem to be, when it comes to this show, I seem to be some sort of a masochist. I set myself up in these positions to trounce out the movies that I like and watch them be destroyed. But that said, <laughs> I did this intentionally because... I do feel like this movie is not for everyone. I do feel that this is the quintessential acquired taste setup. And while it is very much a Tyler movie, it is be- the only reason why I feel it is a Tyler movie because it's less about what's being said and more about how it's being said. It's more about it's long pauses where you get to stare at the screen for an extended period of time. It's about it's like interesting color palettes that slowly shift in and out between like stark black and white and then gain more and more color as we go through. Um, And it's also got Scarlett Johansson in it, um, you know, which is a point for me and a negative a thousand points in terms of what Taylor would say for any movie. Um, (laughs) So I just got all the points I had gained. I've now lost. (laughs) But um, in terms of why I like this movie so much, um, there's really something to be said about is like a movie that keeps you in a state of like suspended animation the entirety of the movie in terms of I don't really know what's happening for the vast majority of this movie the first watch through. But the mystery kind of allowed each scene, especially the ones that were longer and like more bare in terms of dialogue, it's like that kind of stuff usually draws me in. And so while on like if you cut down to the plot of this thing in theory, it's about some sort of supernatural being in a woman's clothing and skin 
going around and seducing men in Scotland into some weird black pit. It's like which he then drains them for pers- uses of either skin or otherwise. Who knows? And then about this entity kind of developing humanity as she goes through and trying to run away from is like the current life to experience a more human life and how humanity like roundly rejects her and not because they know what she is, but simply because there is a darker side to humanity that mirrors what the aliens were doing earlier on. Um, And so I really like all that. It's like that element. I like how it was shot. I like, I like how it was acted there are very few actresses or actors that can play expressionless and yet somehow still convey something. I think it's pretty much Scarlett Johansson and Ryan Gosling. Oh my um, gosh, Tyler. I literally was watching this movie being like, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the bell hasn't sounded yet. <laughs> so are we going to jump into this now? Or are we? <laughs> I just could not. The fact... And you're, Tyler, you're not alone. The critics were like, oh, Scarlett Johansson gave the best performance. Yeah, what? I was like, what? Like, I I could look vapid. Like, I look vapid every day at work. Like, <laughs> I Okay, anyway. I, I have to disagree a little bit. Now, I'm not saying with you saying, Taylor, you could do that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you, maybe you're great. I, I don't know your acting ability. But, like, I do think one of the hardest things to do in, in acting is reacting. And I, I would add that, yes, okay, Ryan Gosling, maybe. Scarlett Johansson in this movie, I do think she does a pretty good job. And I would like add Brad Pitt into that category mm-hmm. where it's just yeah. with if you're just on their face, you can feel things and see things without needing dialogue. So I will I will disagree that I do think it isn't something that everybody can can do. I don't know if if she, I didn't realize that people were, were saying that they love this movie so much. Like I, I didn't know I didn't read anything. I just watched it. But I, I do think she did. She did all right. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to sit here and be like anyone could play this role. I think a lot of people probably could, but I do think what we're talking about is a pretty big skill that some actors have and some, some people don't. I'm going to take this as a moment to say that for a very brief shining moment, Mike and I are on the same page. Ooh. Let's see how long it lasts. <laughs> a lot of things to say about this movie. Point but, yeah. Tyler. I will say Tyler, I don't disagree with like a lot of what you're saying. I, I feel the same where when you're watching, I mean, movies that connect with me the most are the ones with, you know, that create atmosphere and do interesting things with um, what they're showing you as opposed to what they're saying to you. Um, And I did find it, interestingly enough, when I saw this movie back in 2014, and I started watching it last night, and I was like, oh, man, am I actually gonna like this movie? Because within the first 20 minutes, I was so there. And I was like, it's beautiful. And even like the scenery is beautiful. The cinematography is beautiful. But Anyway, but I agree with you about that. It's interesting that we agree on that. And yet, like, I would never recommend this movie to anybody. Yeah, well, it is interesting that um, the reason why I watched this movie was literally because my cousin said, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Never watch it. (laughs) And usually when someone says that to me, I'm like, I'm probably going to like this. Same. Same. (laughs) But yeah, no, no, I completely, I completely agree with you. It's beautiful. It's atmospheric. It does such interesting things especially in the first five minutes when you're trying to orient yourself as an audience member and also with the the mirrored floor and how the alien scarlett johansson kind of takes in her victims and the like the popping bodies in the weird pool i was so into all of that yeah but yeah so so where do we lose you then if like because that is like when i think of this movie that's really what i think of and there is like a second and third act which are i think less good than the yes. first act but like the uh the first act just like i just buy in so much in that first act that as we go through i am uh i'm always uh kind of like maybe i'm giving things a pass that i shouldn't be but i just always feel that same like momentum of the first act really gets me through everything that comes after right yeah i mean i found and it's the same frustration that i had the first time i watched it there was i get that there's you know you you decide not to include certain things because this is based on a an, this is an adaptation of a novel, mm-hmm. and oh, in fact, yeah. yes, it's based on a novel. And you know, I would have loved to know that um, you know that the men who are being lured in they're turned into um, 
I'll quote a review, high-end meat delicacies for domestic consumption on her home planet, it would have been really cool to know that. I would have been way more engaged. But the director... Wait, what? The, yeah, so the men... Because there's like a shot with the with flowing guts, essentially. Yeah, I don't red know conveyor yeah. belt. Oh, yeah. that's, the, that's the meat. That's, that's the man the meat. meat. Yeah. Oh. Well, this is it. And, and it just makes me so angry when a director and a writer intentionally alienate an audience. And I know they're trying to be all artsy and ambiguous and stuff like that. But you have to provide your audience with, at bare minimum, some kind of tools to be able to go forward and to be able to care about anything that's happening. It's one thing to make something that looks cool. You know, if I'm not with you at all during that, if I really have no idea what's going on, I'm going to hate your movie. Anyway, that's just me. <laughs> and, and this um, is where we I, do the, the ding ding. The, yeah. the ding ding. The ding yeah. ding should have already happened. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> Let us all. begin. Uh, yeah, it's on now. Um, I... Actually, no, you know what, Taylor, you, you, you go ahead. <laughs> Could you, Taylor, I know you you did you have strong feelings about this movie, and I, I really want to hear them, so go ahead. Um, I thought this movie was boring. I thought this movie was ugly. I thought this movie was, like, okay acted, but nothing to write home about. Um, I was watching it in my living room on like a Saturday afternoon and my lamp was on <laughs> in the living room because um, I thought Dan was going to come back into the living room and like work on his computer so I never turned the light off and I could see maybe like half of what everything was happening on screen because of the way the lighting was in my living room oh. <laughs> so like <laughs> I hate okay. when so like part of that was my fault but also um, filmmakers who make their movies for such precise viewing conditions mm -hmm. like he definitely like the filmmaker made that to be screened in a movie theater um with like the lights down like no sound distraction um but the reality is especially now with streaming the majority of people aren't watching their movies in movie theaters and uh even in 2014 like to make your movie solely for a movie screen seems crazy to me so anyways there was so i didn't even find this cinematography that beautiful like it seemed like it didn't do it for me and i love movies i've said it a lot on the show i love i love uh like car movies like when people are in cars and you get to see like cities and landscapes this technically was a car movie and i could have did nothing for me you mean of, like someone's traveling around in a car and you're seeing from the car's perspective? Like yeah. you don't mean like Ford versus Ferrari? No, like no, like so, yeah, yeah okay. like like the car is a device, right? Sure. Like yeah. for okay. exploration and discovery and a way to see like landscape. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. I mean, ScarJo already a bummer. Um, <laughs> that was. <laughs> I can't believe we're kicking off our movie club with Scarlett Johansson when, like, everyone on who listens to the show knows Taylor how you feel about. Yeah, this. I don't <laughs> think she's. I don't think she's as good of an actress as people make her out to be. Like, I don't find her interesting when I see her She's on pretty, right? No offense to and, Okay, I was kind of like, oh, she was a babe. And then watching this movie where she's supposed to be a babe, I'm like, eh, I don't know. What? I don't know <laughs> if it's the Scottish clothing or the bad make, the bad wig she was in. I don't know. She didn't do it. So I didn't even believe that she was like a sexy <laughs> alien. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, all right. <laughs> um, what else did I hate about the movie? I, <laughs> okay. Tyler, I know, like, I know you love, like, a good soundscape. And, like, the moment the audio began, like, the soundtrack began, I went, oh, this is a Tyler movie. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate it. Thanks. I was like, thanks. I hate thanks, it. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was how I felt. Like, I don't understand. And, again, the the – the man who scored the film, and I apologize, I don't know his name. He was Michael Levy. Yeah, he received um, like good reviews. Like one of the th like this movie was actually very well received in 2014, and among sort of the praises, in addition to ScarJo and the the cinematography, was the um, was the score. I just found it aggravating. 
I hate how I've it, never heard of this movie before. <laughs> I never heard of it. I didn't, like, I, I'm, I, I guess I'm not too surprised. 2014 was a weird year, but like really like, I didn't even know anything about this. So I'm surprised that like all these different elements of it were so praised. Look, if you go to the, so I just read the Wikipedia page like I do for most movies after I watch them. And I know Wikipedia is not the be all and end all, but they do most movies have like a pretty good kind of like reception art paragraph. And it it's like the reception paragraph is gushing about this movie, how like, international film festivals considered this like the best movie of 2014 it was like the best performance of 2014 and i said to dan what i'm gonna have to review what other movies came out in 2014 that this this was the best movie of the year like what 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 and again we we talk a lot about the oscars and how they don't necessarily mean anything but what what won the oscar in 2014 i think the imitation game was the people's choice movie of tiff that year so like it was I think it was the imitation game that 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 cleaned up a bunch. I don't know if it won the Oscar, but it was a big favorite. Yeah, if it was, I don't think it was the imitation game that won that year. It might have been. Was that year uh, Twelve Years a Slave? Was that the year that that one yes. won? Yeah. Oh, well, that's sorry. That's twenty fourteen. Right? Because then twenty isn't it twenty fifteen that it would that the Oscars would come out. So I yeah, should be looking yeah. Oscars twenty. I'm just doing some quick. Yeah, things. if the movie if the movie came out in 2014, then, then yeah, the, Oscars the Oscars would be 2015. Yeah. Birdman. Birdman. Ah, Birdman. Yes, that was the okay. That was the year that Boyhood and Birdman were dueling it for the uh, the top spot. Oh, Boyhood. <laughs> boyhood. That was a re- that was a real rough year for me, 2014. I was I was in a rough place. In just oh. emotionally and boyhood. just emotionally, just, just uh... every life, everything. And then I saw Boyhood, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, "This is it. This is what I have to look forward to." You see, this is the fun thing about the show is that I'm always ready to, for you to hate one thing, and then out of nowhere, you come and you hate something else I like, and I'm like, "It's like I'm just trying to." Boyhood fans. <laughs> Tyler, why do, well, you even, yeah. why do you even listen to us? Oh, because I, I really enjoy listening to uh, alter, like ulterior, um, like other uh, points of view. And so that's why I really <laughs> wanted to put forward uh, Under the Skin, because it's something that I've heard lots of people, like the critics loved it. Almost everyone I've talked to who isn't a critic hated it. And I'm in like this kind of like weird limbo where I'm like, I don't understand why people don't like it. And people tell me why. And I'm kind of like, okay. But all these other things I like, though. <laughs> okay, all right. I feel I feel comfortable enough to give my thoughts on this movie at this exact moment because of what you just said. Okay. Um, okay. Here, here's a bombshell. I didn't hate this movie. <gasps> I, I I did not hate this movie. Um, I specifically have a big problem with how the movie ended. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll kind of get there. Um, but. I actually, I agree a lot with what Nicole was saying about telling us things and showing us things. And like, as a director, I, I've said it many times on the show. I believe it's your responsibility to make things clear for us as an audience member. You're, you're, you want to tell a story. There's just things that I think I didn't think were either necessarily, not maybe not important. I was going to say they weren't important, but didn't matter to me because of other things that I was thinking to me, what I was thinking about the entire time was her emotional journey. This, this alien or this being, which I didn't need to know where they were from. I was right from the beginning. I'm like, okay, she's some sort of alien or creature mm-hmm. in human form who's only going after uh, men who have no huge connections. They don't have a family. They don't have a lot of people around them. They're kind of either loners or don't have huge connections. So maybe people won't uh, realize as much that they're disappearing. Maybe they won't miss them as much. And her journey from being completely emotionally detached to discovering emotion, reacting to it, trying to run away, and then her her life ending. Um, I should have said at the beginning, we're spoiling this, but I think that should be clear because we're <laughs> talking about these movies and we expect people to watch them. So we're spoiling everything. But uh, the ending is more what I have a problem with. But like I was focused on her learning emotions and and learning humanity like at the beginning when she's kind of learning what what our kind of very superficial thoughts on beauty is so she like puts makeup on and you you know you all you need to do to show us that is she's walking through she's observing people in like a mall and then she puts makeup on i don't need a a scene 
I don't know. Maybe she stole it. I mean, again, it, I that's thought... not, I wasn't focusing on that, but that's a good point. <laughs> I was more focusing on, oh, I see what you're doing. And I do yeah. like films when when they 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 show show don't tell and i'm maybe i'm just so sick of alex kurtzman where there's just like <laughs> you sit down and you're just like i'm gonna explain all my emotions to you right now we're gonna have a huge conversation about it where it's like sometimes subtlety works and at times in this film it worked at times it didn't sorry taylor you wanted to say okay that. i thought that the motorcycle man yeah was like so like she was murdering for the motorcycle man and that's probably, like, where she got money. Like, the motorcycle man, like, essentially, yeah. like, looked after her. The motorcycle man did seem to be some sort of, like, a a, a keeper or – because there was that scene halfway through where he's kind of, like, really closely watching her and observing her and, like, literally, like, in her face, like, almost, like, checking up on her. Like, almost, like – I always – I treated that kind of, like, your, your – you're seeing is if everything's good is the emotion affecting you yet are you good to still do your function so yeah i suppose that that maybe that was his role he I goes around collecting with his things. robot interesting and that the first robot got caught for murdering and so he brought her the first robot back to the house and then like Scarjo, you're talking about at the beginning yeah because there's another robot or yes. alien at the oh, beginning of the yes. movie Okay, so this is an interesting thing because again, this this is all about interpretation. But when when that happens right at the beginning, and you 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 see him, he carries sort of the body back, puts puts her down, and then Scarlett Johansson takes all her clothes off and like takes on the clothes. You see like a single tear drop from the eye. I I interpreted that at the end of the movie as oh, these robots or whatever they are, these aliens, eventually human emotion gets to them and they become unusable. So they have to get rid of them and replace them whenever human emotion. And that's that's how I interpret it, because to me, that's what the movie meant. There were scenes where she's watching a fly who's trapped. So that's why she lets that one guy go. She runs away. She's trying to experience certain things with an emotion. She tries eating food. She taps along with music. Like she's trying to understand something that, that is completely alien to her. So I interpreted all that just from my perspective as this is this is a movie about human emotion and how it can eventually sort of take over you. Mm-hmm. That's all fair. I like that. Yeah. I, I would agree. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's 100% my read on the movie as well. That is like, And I think one of the things I really loved about the movie is that the color palette actually reflects this slow, like, increase in humanity. Um, it's set up right out at the beginning of this, like, stark white. And it's like when she's in this, like, big, like, white abyss. And then later on, a big black abyss. And this is kind of like her life. This is the life that she's leading of like stark white and black. Um, and then as the movie goes on is like, and she starts interacting more with humanity. There's like that you get more color into the, into the mix. You get the lights from the headlights and the headlamps shining on her face as she's looking at people when she's driving. And then it all kind of accumulates in this huge montage in the middle of all these people where before instead of she was looking at people kind of like with a predatory gaze and only at men. Now she's looking at everybody from like a bir- like a perspective of like a human a human being like looking at them in their face as like and then it becomes this huge montage that gets like right with this golden color and it's like and spiraling around in her head as she's driving and it's like a really cool way to show something like show this kind of change in her slowly without ever having to really speak a word of it. I feel like there was something missing in that maybe it was now that you mention all of this I'm like oh yeah I can definitely see that but there's so much there's so there was there was too much of a gap for me between what they were what you explain and what I understand to be you know your interpretation of it and like what actually happened because like I want to watch the movie that you're describing but I don't think that that's what <laughs> that's what uh that's what it is. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe I'm just completely missing the point too. No, no, I don't. I don't think it's you though, because that to me, that's the fault of the director. Yeah. If if they're not communicating to to you in that way, then that's the fault of the director. Nicole, did you feel yeah. like either you were too dumb for this movie, or the movie thought it was smarter than it actually is? Probably the second thing. I'm like, and I was just so, you know. I don't want to say, I mean, like, I know some things went over my head for sure. Like, I will 100% agree with that. But still to follow, I don't know. There's, and also 
they just intentionally edited everything from the source material out that made it interesting and compelling. Yeah, maybe that's interesting. And and like you could tell this story in a different like it didn't have to be sci-fi. And I don't like maybe it's because it was it was trying to in my head it's living up to this sci-fi horror expectation. I wasn't scared and I wasn't, you know, I don't think that I ex- experienced it the way that it was intended to be experienced at all. And I the, yeah. It, it seemed to me this seemed like it belonged in the twilight zone. Like this would be a, a, a nice tight hour long story you could tell on yeah, the Twilight Zone. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, there are some things, okay, there are some things in this movie that I do agree with what Nicole's saying where I I don't understand it. I don't know why it's in there and I don't get why they did it. Like there's lots of them. And again, I, I want to talk about the ending before, mm-hmm. before we're done today because I have big problems there. But again, like I was saying, I do think that's where your director is choosing these things. Like it's not, it's not a writing problem because it's, it's the director who chooses what to show you, what to keep in with their editing team. So like, I just feel like I do get that same sense. I get that kind of that, that pompous her smell sense of like (laughs) whatever, this is the movie, just like get over it. But I, I think what, what this movie does that her smell fails at. And I think mother fails at is it shows it shows a narrative that does have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. There is there's a plot that I can explain. I could sit here and explain this plot. Aliens come to Earth, are harvesting humans. They send one person to to attract men who have no connections in the world, so no one will miss them while they're gone. Alien gets emotion. Alien dies. Okay, that's the plot. Yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 clear. It's there, but it there are a lot of scenes like that. The whole scene at the lake. With the with the parents and the kids, so unnecessary. It doesn't have anything to do with the entire movie. Nothing. I read an interview actually with the director Jonathan Glazer, who I'm not a fan of his work, but that's neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) And he he said that oh yes, we needed something incredibly disturbing to show the audience that you know they can go pick up this dead body and go take it back to the house to be essentially processed for meat. And then, um, you know, she can look at a screaming baby and not feel anything. And it's just like... I don't think they needed to do that. I, like, I, I, I got that I mean, well before she, that She scene. killed an unconscious man on a beach. Yeah. Like, is yeah. that, that not enough. enough to show <laughs> that exactly. she... And, no and by that point, she had already, like, harvest, I guess is what we're, we're going to call it, two people. So, like, you already kind of got it. Like, I'd already felt bad for the, the guys who disappeared. Like, I didn't need... I got it. I got... Regardless, I didn't understand the harvest thing. And, and when Nicole said that, I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. To me, it didn't matter. They were disappearing into the pool of nothingness. And that's all I needed to know. And uh, even though I'm a robot, emotionally, I went, yes, okay, sad, people did. Like, I got it. You didn't need the scene at the beach. It didn't make any sense. For sure. If, if Mike the robot can get it, come on. Yeah. If I can go, yes, servos would be sad now, then great. I, I understand your, the emotion you're trying to tell me. You don't have to throw an unnecessary scene like that in there. It didn't, make it, it didn't connect to the rest of the movie. I thought, oh, this is going to come back later. It didn't. I feel that. Yeah, um, obviously I don't agree, but <laughs> um, tell us why. Tell us why. Yeah, so it's like for me, I think it's really important for a character who isn't saying anything ever for you to get like kind of data points on where they're at in terms of their like humanity level. Um, I I also read an interview by Jonathan Glazer who was talking about how that scene was important because he felt it was the first moment where she's looking at humanity differently, where she's not looking at it as predator is like, she's looking at the scene unfolding this tragedy and completely not understanding it. And then is like, um, and that's kind of like a, almost like a, you're taking the temperature of like, where's her humanity at? He's like, Oh, the humanity's pretty low right now. And then as you go through and she starts to interact with people because they pick her up off the ground, because these women is like all kind of just like, when she's trying to leave this club, they just all come and like bring her into this like camaraderie and slowly, but surely you start to see her kind of look at people differently. Um, I feel like those scenes are always important because they're data points on a line and there's a line that you can't see the line. All you can see is the data points. And it's not until you look back at the end that you're actually be able to recognize there was a trend. Um, I, I guess for me, I already understood 
that. I, I felt like I knew she was emotionally detached. And I thought, like, I'd, I'd seen enough imagery, not just her going around and the change in her face. This is something I thought she did very well as an actor, was drove up in a car with an almost blank facial expression. And the minute talking to someone suddenly became cheerful and yeah. bright and had humanity. And then immediately, like, like the scenes where, oh, yeah, no, I have a family at home. She immediately just drove, drives away. Yeah. It's right. like, okay, that function's done. Move on. Like, I, I got that without requiring a random scene that I, I felt took me out of the movie. Mm. I also felt that kind of related or kind of not, maybe <clears throat> what I, I question why she's able to talk to these random men and then she's not able to talk to her possible, like, lover later. Like, she just can't speak or she's not shown speaking. Where oh, like- I feel like... When she's like on the bus or essentially when she gets to the restaurant, she stops talking. Yeah. And I'm like, well, she can use her words. We've seen her speak before. And like, I don't know. Well, so I I interpreted that as as what she's been given. She knows to say in order to seduce someone, but she has no idea how to have conversations or be a be a human. That's like, it's like she's was... effectively like working off a script and then when yeah. the when the script deviates she's got nothing right that's why i thought okay. she was a robot and not an alien <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i i think that's a really good interpretation that the the guy on the the bike he's the alien and this is their robot that they bring for this yeah could very it's well like yeah. her programming stopped yeah. working or like ran out i like that yeah, yeah. but yeah and that's and why i, I thought can... she didn't know like when she was becoming intimate with that would be lover and then mm-hmm. she stopped to look at her body like an alien yeah. would know what she looked like an alien would know their anatomy oh interesting yeah i don't know i just yeah I, that's a really good point cuz an alien would probably be familiar whereas the robot might not be so it kind of would justify that a little bit more that is an interesting i also feel like with the ending mike too when she peels her skin off and then mm. you see the like the figure underneath her. I think that that would even be the alien or the robot um, theory would support that because the you would think that yeah yeah they made it in human form basically, and then you put the skin on top. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. definitely see that. And it's we've solved it. We've solved this movie. <laughs> there there well we go. <laughs> but it is um, it's interesting because I know a lot of people bring up this idea of like that they took the best parts out, and that's definitely true of like for people who really love the book and like were, went into it hoping for the book, or people who are like looking for the more like like a science fiction story. Um, for me, I think I'm okay with the fact that we didn't get concrete answers to so much of this stuff because. The answers to me are always less interesting than the mystery, um, especially with science fiction. A certain point, like we've seen people is like aliens are eating humans. We've seen is like uh, all these kind of like explanations. Any explanation they could give us has already been written or produced in something else. Um, and so I didn't really need for there to be like a reasoning for why these things are all happening. The mechanism and ex- explanation. Um, I was just more as like a down for the actual like process because many things have done this in terms of what it is, but no one's done this in terms of how it looks and how they are presenting the information. Before we move on and and talk about the ending, I just want to hear from the fans that did write in um, and maybe just see what they had to say and just kind of comment on that. Um, And then we'll, we'll kind of talk about the ending. So we had two fans that did write in, but then all but um, five people voted. To, to give the to give their thoughts so we'll, we'll just go i'll just read what the fans said first so lily uh wrote in and just says no thank you that, <laughs> yes lily that was, that was her entire comment and she gave she gave it a skip it and she just says no thank you period so yeah, lily. Comments? a million <laughs> points a million points to lily well, she, she, Lily's very insightful, so I suppose I must be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how, like, she's insightful, Lily, but just said no thank you, and that was the end of the entire feedback form. Very polite. Um, I, obviously, I'm with Lily. I just feel like when I pose that question to Nicole, like, are we dumb or is this movie smarter than it's trying to be? I, I do truly feel like it's just... It's trying to be, or the, it's trying to be smarter than it actually is. Like, yeah, I, I just want to say, I don't, I don't think anyone here is dumb. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that that would be the answer. I like, I really do agree with you, Taylor. That if, if, 
it's got to be the other one because I just don't from from listening to all three of you talk about movies like I'm probably the dumbest one on this call. So <laughs> I feel like if you guys didn't get it, then there was something that director did. And like I like Tyler, I appreciate your comments and I, I do. Um, you know, I I'm not going to say you're wrong because, you know, you were able to. um kind of put a lot of significance to some of the symbolism I just it just wasn't there for me as my um the opposite of what my American history seminar professor would say is I'm not going to buy it for a dollar (laughs) I don't buy it like I don't I don't buy it I thought the movie was as flat as ScarJo's you know (laughs) awakening to humanity I guess I just it and then the things like some of the I read again just on Wikipedia, but just as kind of a surface analysis, um, this section on like symbolism, like what the movie represented. You know, some people have said this is a comment on immigration, um, the treatment of sort of the a- the the quote unquote alien in society. Some people have said it's a it's a feminist film. The the way that she has she's able to prey upon men which kind of Mike, hopefully your comments about the ending might um, have issue with that. You know, they say this is a feminist movie, but what kind of empowerment ends with the, with the woman being raped at the end? Like, are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? How can anyone say that this is a feminist film? Also, also just because she preys on men, I always like to reverse it. And like, you know, if it was the opposite, and also I don't even think we, she can even be gendered. Like she's female presenting for sure. She's a robot. She's she's not human. So I don't, no. I don't even no. think that calling this feminist is even like, it's, com- it's completely moot. But just because she preys on men doesn't necessarily make her a feminist. Yeah. Like, as I obviously being a, being a white cis male like the nexus of privilege like take anything i say here with a grain like the biggest <laughs> grain of salt but um yeah i i agree that i wouldn't call this movie a feminist film um what i would say this movie is is an interesting examination of male perspective in gender roles uh because a lot of the people who she get into that van during the movie are not actually actors yeah. they're pe- they're people that she actually just came up to you on the street in this van and asked, do you need a lift? And they got in. It's like, well, consistently okay. over and over yeah. again, they but got like, in. But like, oh, hold on, hold on. Like I'm also, okay. I, I'll also just to be clear, like I'm, I'm the same. I'm also like Tyler. I am, I am male, <laughs> what, white Guilty. male cis dude over here. Guilty as charged. <laughs> yep. like, first of all, I believe 100% that they would get in the van. Cause in 2014, I would have gotten in the van. Yeah. Like, like I get in that van and I also, what I will say, hey, Mike, just in terms of, yes. Even with that haircut, you would have gotten in the van. Even, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not about her hair, Taylor. Okay. I would get in the van. Okay. I can excuse the hair. Um, I I just, I feel like also for, for movies and, and films that we see, this film did do things in a bit of an opposite way than, than I'm used to seeing. There was way more male nudity than, mm-hmm. than I usually see. Um, usually like they, people are like, oh yeah, yeah, female nudity, whatever, throw it in everywhere. But male nudity for whatever is not equal in terms of that, in terms of what we see in film. And in this film, it's, it's present, it's there. Um, I, but I, I mean, I don't get half of what Taylor said about like these interpretations. I don't read any of that in this, but I will say, yeah, okay. It does a few little things here and there, but to call it feminist to me would be missing the point Mm -hmm. because the, just what Nicole said, it's a robot. Mm -hmm. Like it, as far as we know, it's not gendered as far as we, we understand as far as we're told in the movie. So yeah, I I think that, 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 uh, that all makes sense to me. I did just want to throw in there. Like, I do think the guys getting in the van, unquestioning is is not a confusing part of this movie oh i didn't say I it was think, confusing you know, but more the idea is like it's kind of showcasing to it like because a guy wouldn't think twice this like they don't have to but the idea is that is like a woman would have to think twice as like mm-hmm. and the idea of the reversal here is that yeah, you're watching these guys get into the van and you as an audience member know how dangerous this is you know yeah. what's going to happen to them but they don't. And these are actual people, real people on the streets who would just be willing to do this. It's like, And it makes you really, for me anyway, as a man, it made me think a lot more 
about that kind of level of comfort that level of like yeah i kind of own this sure i'll get into this van it's like and how that is uh that's just a very male perspective and i think the movie shows that really well just because I'm, I just want to be mindful of time, and we have one more fan who did write in, so I just want to I just want to read that now, um, and then we can we can keep going with this. Um, so Colt wrote in as well um, and says, uh, "Wow, uh, there's a lot more nudity in this than I thought. I was watching with my little sister. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I had to kick her out of the room." <laughs> um, he says, uh, "He, I'm not a real big fan of this movie. I really didn't get most of what was happening. I understood the kind of sci-fi element." of it but i thought mixed in with the realism it really just didn't click for me i also oh here you go taylor i also didn't think scarlett johansson was any good in this role you could have had <laughs> yes. anyone play this role um i wouldn't i'm so glad i didn't pay money in the theater to go see this movie i definitely give it a skip it so another million points to colt because clearly <laughs> lily and colt are uh you know they're on the same page with me today um well, I most also... of our fans are because 75 percent of the people who voted said skip it yeah that makes sense brutal that checks out yeah, yeah I, that um, checks out. i also was a little bit taken back by um the nudity not because i'm a prude but again i was watching saturday afternoon and dan was on the front lawn with our neighbors and we have a big bay window and i don't <laughs> oh, actually no. know like how much you can like i don't know if you can see our tv from our bay window <laughs> but i'm like great <laughs> lois is gonna think i'm watching pornography on a saturday afternoon well, but i mean in all fairness well, taylor I and colt it's called under the skin like you have to expect you're gonna see something <laughs> I, mean, I thought there was gonna be nudity for sure hence why maybe i'm just too dumb for this movie i wasn't able to put that um two and two together but yeah I'm I will say, as just like complete, well, I don't know if this is related or not, but I just I took the liberty of going through because you know when you Google uh, a movie title and it comes up with a percentage like the Rotten Tomatoes percentage yeah. right away. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and I looked to see the um, the the types of reviewers who gave this review uh, uh, that or, or who gave positive reviews. Um, they all happen to mostly be uh, white men uh i i don't oh. know if they're heterosexual uh but uh that to me is just an indication of like okay perhaps that this movie was made for a specific type of person to be fair that's a big problem with it's the industry in general. Like, they, they, there is not enough opportunities for anyone who isn't a white male to give their to give their thoughts on films Even and to review stuff it's then a big was, problem. There were white women on there too, but like no, nothing else. I mean, and some of the women really liked it. So Nicole, I'm yeah. glad you circled back to that comment though. Cause you had kind of said earlier, you had said earlier in the show how maybe, or not even maybe you think that you didn't experience the movie as it was intended to be experienced. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yeah, because she is a, a woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's what she yeah. was getting at. I think. Well, we see a clear what, separation this episode. What, yeah. And I don't, nope. you know, um, I'll get in trouble for this because our guests don't like, or our, our listeners don't like when I stray into the political. But I think oh. Tyler also kind of um, hinted at it when he said that, you know, as a, a male, he wouldn't have thought twice. And Mike, you said it too. You you guys would have probably gone into the van and you didn't think of it and that there aren't repercussions. Um, so clearly the the you know, the the audience is supposed to project themselves onto some of the the characters, right? We're obviously mm -hmm. not the robot or the alien. So um we're supposed to be sympathizing or putting ourselves in the place of those men. Well, Nicole and I certainly can't. Right. place ourselves because we would never have gotten into to the van i will also say too um that the just looking at the creative team behind this it's, it's all men so this you know again i'm not saying that you know women or other humans can't like this movie but i'm just saying that you know i'm agreeing with you taylor it's made for a specific type of person i think i mean that's why, what i'm gathering why else cast scarlett johansson well, that's this is it. I mean, I'm just, well. Okay, uh, I mean, she. Okay, um, in 2014, I, she, she, as yeah. of now, she was like a babe. Like, mm -hmm. 
Like that's yeah. what she was I, known for. I don't for. know if anyone's denying that. I mean, but I mean, I do think she also, I don't, I don't think that's the only thing she has going for her as an actor. I do think there's talent there. And I do think she does an all right job in this movie. Like I'm not willing to hand her an Oscar for this movie, but like, I would say that, I, I would have a hard time imagining some people. But I'm saying they casted her because she's so, like... Striking. What, yeah, I would say whether or not she's a good actress, you know, I I know that I'm in the minority saying that she's not a good actress. But Nicole's right. They they cast someone who they know the male audience wanted to look at. Yeah. But also, I mean, I again, I don't want to... I'm not going to sit here and argue with this because I agree with exactly <laughs> with what both of you are saying. But... That's also like as someone who used to cast things, that's kind of the role. Like you, you have to, you, that's, that's literally what the role is. There's no character. And that's why there. Nicole and it's I are saying robot. the movie wasn't made for us. Yeah. <laughs> point play. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't. Yeah. But I will there's say nothing... to your point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Nicole. I'm just going to say there's nothing. There's an, I would say there's nothing inherently wrong with any of any of the film, any of how anybody interprets it. But yeah, I mean, like it's every decision is incredibly deliberate to add up to and to appeal to a certain audience. It's evident. Mm-hmm. Like there's me, no anyway. uncanny valley for Nicole and I like, oh, what are the stakes that a beautiful robots murdering men? Like, And I will I will insert uh, one of my favorite one line reviews that I found on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, if if you'll allow me to do so, it's Mary Ann Johnson from Flick Ph- Philosopher. I don't know that publication, but I liked her review. And um, the one liner was Scarlett Johansson is an alien serial killer who sexes men to death in a misogynist fanboy. I'm going to omit the following words, but let's just say fantasy um, <laughs> that also fails to satisfy a science fiction. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But. And with that, um, <laughs> let's, let's just, I really want to talk about the ending. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I, this is where the movie lost me. Like, again, I, I agree with a lot of the points that are being said, but I actually feel like I'm a little more closer to how Tyler feels about this is I, I don't, didn't hate the movie. I thought there was a lot of entertainment value to it. And overall I was on board until the ending happens. And I thought it just didn't fit with mm. the narrative and the themes going on. So as, as we alluded to, right? Like, so she goes into this forest, she encounters this, I don't even know who this guy is. Like he's a forest deer. A logger. Mm. The logger guy has a cabin out in the woods. Actually, um, I read something interesting. There's a special name for those in the sky, the Scottish Highlands. They're just oh. available to the public. These little like these, these, little, these cabins. Yep, the little cabins are just available if you're hiking in the Scottish Highlands and you need a break. Oh. They're completely free and they're open to the public. So it's not his, right. it's not his cabin. It's like a public a public cabin. Okay, that makes a little more sense then. Um, <laughs> so he he you know he he attacks her. He he rapes her. Tries to she runs away. He still pursues. He attacks her rips off some of her skin, kind of freaks out, leaves. And then we get, to me, a, a nice moment of her taking the skin off, like it's really artsy. She's looking at sort of herself. Like to me, the, that part of it, I was on board. But then for no reason, he doses her with the, like gasoline and sets her on fire. And where it took me out is that is not the reaction that would be happening. Like if you're, if you're doing a heinous thing and you're attacking somebody and you rip some of their skin off and you're like freaking out and this is something you've never seen before, he would just run away. Like him taking her life to me make no sense. I was prepared for her to take her own. Like that's what I was prepared for. The emotion was too much. Everything that just happened, that, that event that just happened was like the, the, the height of negative human emotions, feeling these horrible things, having this horrible thing happen to her, having sort of the power taken away from her. I thought that's where it was going, is she was ready to take her own life, didn't want to live anymore, was done with all this. And then he doses her with gasoline and sets her on fire. And I thought it just didn't make any sense. Discuss. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Mike. The skin coming off was like, I thought it was awesome. That was like the only sci-fi I got. Well, one of the minimal parts of sci-fi I got. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's let's bring it home, whatever that's going to be. But I agree. What the heck? Why'd and why show, why show the shot of the motorcyclist, like on the mountain? Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like... 
so I definitely agree that like the best part of that ending is the moment where she finally like takes the skin off. And what I for me, why that's sad is because for the last like many days, she's had this kind of idea in her head that maybe she can just be a human. Maybe she Mm -hmm. can just go and eat this cake. No, can't do that. Maybe I can go and have this relationship with this guy. No, can't do that. Uh, Okay, I'll just go into the woods. Nope, dangerous here. And then, like, removing the skin and staring at the face feels like this final admission of defeat. Yeah. Like, I can't love it. be here. This, is, love like, it. this isn't for me. And Tyler, then, I love that. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. And then someone and, else and, kills her. And, yeah. Then, yeah, and then he sets her on fire. And so for yeah. me, like, that portion <laughs> is like a... Like, first of all, I don't really pretend to know what this guy is thinking, because if he like if he's willing to do what he was doing before, he might be willing to do anything, including set something that he doesn't understand and is afraid of on fire. Aggression is a very normal response to some to fear that you don't like uh, to having fear. And so that kind of makes a little sense to me in terms of the biker kind of staring off into the distance. What that kind of felt like for me was that all throughout this last bit we're like afraid of these bikers they're gonna come and they're gonna find her and they're gonna take her away from all this and in in this moment i'm kind of like reverse i'm like maybe they weren't trying to come and like kill her maybe they were trying to come and save her because they knew that humanity is dark and dangerous and it has this same flip side to it we early talked about the score and the michael levy score which i do really like as taylor kind of predicted um, i also really like it tyler i'm here i'm here for it with you thank you i appreciate yeah. that yeah specifically there is this kind of like dissonant strings portion of like this crescendoing strings that just sends like like tingles up my spine every time i hear it it plays every time she goes into like the black abyss and lures men in and then it disappears throughout the entirety of the movie as like the rest of the movie until the end during that portion where she's being attacked and it dis- I think it is meant to be like a mirroring of showing like uh, this oh. this terror thing that we saw before with this like black pit and this black void, this darkness that seems so inhuman. Well, here it is. It's inhumanity too. It's right here. But I, I just I, the thing I, that bothered me. Yeah, the thing that bothered me about that is is like uh, you can do that emotionally. Like she mm. was in an emotional pit by that moment. That's yeah. what I took out of everything you're saying and the way you're describing it. Perfect, perfect. It's like you're leading up. It's like you had a character who's leading up and finally decides, you know what? No, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go save the Death Star because I'm Han Solo. Even though I'm a rogue, I'm going to show up. And he has a heart attack on the way there. It completely <laughs> devalues what? what happens next. I was sorry. I was diving into a Star <laughs> Wars metaphor. I think I understand your metaphor. <laughs> but like what I I, I, it just frustrated me because to me at that moment, if she, if it's emotion that's overcome her, if, if the humanity becomes to her, then it, it's gotta be her almost decision or indecision or just that loss of like, I can't bring myself out of this. Someone else should not be taking her life at that moment because that then it, it, it made the whole thing to me meaningless because she's the one feeling this and lost in it. So it's, it's like her giving up never, it was like, oh, well, before you had a chance to give up, you, you, you were set on fire. Well, like life is empty and meaningless. Didn't you know that? And yeah, in 2014, I knew that, but you know, this is, this is 2020. Okay. It's a new year. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely got better. (laughs) (laughs) I think also what like kind of gets my, grinds my gears about it was that again, rape wasn't bad enough that like in a ma- the male writer and director thought okay well rape isn't bad let's set her on fire yeah like it should have it should have female yeah. watching that movie the rape was enough yeah. oh like uh, you as like, a male watching <laughs> that movie it was i yeah, no agree. taylor i couldn't I agree more with you like there like as a woman there is no fear greater than being raped by a stranger in a forest so I think that that like for the male director to be like, oh, but now I have to up the ante to show how horrible humanity is again, just to me shows it, it devalued everything that was building up at that moment. And I, and to me, it it ruined the rest of the movie for me. And in some ways I I did, again, I liked the film up until this point. I, I honestly feel like the same way Taylor, when we reviewed once upon a time in Hollywood, where it's like, there was a good chunk of this film that was enjoyable, and then the ending just didn't. It just the last didn't forty stick. minutes of just didn't. Yeah, just didn't land. Yeah. It just didn't land where it where I feel like it could have. Yeah, um, we're we're almost out of time, so I just want to go around. Can everyone give their screening and Kingston rating for this film? Just just so we can uh, 
get those ratings in. So let's just let's just start with uh, Nicole and then go N- Nicole, Taylor, Tyler. Give us a rating. Okay, I would say stream it if you like like uh, stuff that's not necessarily in your conventional narrative form stream it and then decide that you would like to skip it later i'm gonna skip it again but i would say stream it actually i would say stream it what a taylor like answer right (laughs) okay taylor you're up i'm gonna keep it short and sweet skip it all right tyler uh i'm gonna say is like if you're someone like me who really likes these kind of strange ambiguous nonsense is like and um it's like uh then yeah you can go ahead and and uh watch it if you're someone who thinks you might be into it but are not really sure and are just kind of interested in finding new and interesting ways to is like appreciate cinema then go ahead and stream it whatever you do never watch this on an airplane <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Agreed. or watch this on an airplane <laughs> My my official rating is like a soft stream it because I did I did like a lot of, of the movie. I do think there's a lot of good things in here. I just the ending just didn't sit well with me. So it's kind of a soft stream it. I know that's kind of like a surprise um, of all the people watching. Like I just there were things that worked in the movie, but there was the ending just just didn't land for me. We are out of time though. Um, thank you all for this really great discussion. Uh, more to come because next week we're diving into another film. Um, but uh, we'll we'll hear from each of us what we thought about that. I believe it was Taylor who selected yep. this one. So from Tyler to Taylor, <laughs> to Taylor to Tyler, back and forth. Here we go. Um, but thank you everyone for for listening this week. Go stream some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.